Today's podcast is sponsored by New Hampshire Vape Gallery, NaturalBossNH.com, and SlowDownClothing.BigCartel.com. More on that later. Let's get into episode 49 of Talking with Topher. What is happening, TWT fans? It is Monday afternoon. It is March 8th, and we are back. That's right. Uh, brand new podcast, brand new week, and it was a rough one for me. But before I get into all of that, I want to say thank you to everybody for subscribing, watching, liking, sharing, and commenting. Um, you got everybody out there is really helping this podcast grow and I appreciate all of you for doing that. Um, if you're new to the podcast, please remember to hit subscribe, hit those like buttons, uh, hit those alarms so that you know, as soon as the new podcast is uploaded, leave your comments that helps drive this thing to the top and share. If you're enjoying the podcast, I'm pretty sure somebody that you know will enjoy it as well. So let's pass this thing around and make it bigger and i thank you all for doing that um my email for the podcast is t-a-l-k-i-n with tofer at gmail.com that's talking with tofer at gmail.com it's the official email of the podcast if you want to get a conversation started let me know what you want to talk about put it in the subject line and we will get that conversation started again you can send that at talking with topher at gmail.com that's t-a-l-k-i-n with topher at gmail.com you can also follow me on all social media i'm on instagram twitter snapchat TikTok, and facebook so go on the social media give a follow there's always new content popping up from day to day, so it's a great way to get more content throughout the week. Um, and now that that's all out of our way, let's get into it. So, I said I was having a rough week. Let's start with the biggest bump in the road. That would be recording the podcast. Yeah, I recorded it yesterday, Sunday, and all my audio got completely screwed up. And it was very upsetting. I've had a hard time dealing with it. I am not a professional at this uh, editing thing, <clears throat> nor am I a producer. So I had to delete the entire podcast and start over. There was no way I could release it. And I'm going to try again. You know, it's just so frustrating. Technology is amazing, but at the same time, it's so frustrating when it doesn't work, but that's okay. I'm going to get through it. You know what I mean? Just like I always do, but I needed to get that out of the way and get it off my chest. Um, let's see. I popped my knee uh, in jujitsu about two weeks ago. I think I talked about it on the podcast and now uh, my knee is hurting and the doctors do not want me to do anything, which makes sense because if they told me to keep doing things and it got worse, then I could probably hold them accountable. And they don't want that, so they literally tell you to do nothing, but we all know that doing nothing is the worst thing that you can do. You do not want to lose your mobility. You do not want to... Um, stay stagnant. You don't want to do that. I don't want to lose my routine. I don't want to lose my times, but I'm adjusting things to give my body more rest. I'm adjusting things to give myself more healing time. And it's just very frustrating and upsetting. Um, also, um, on Thursday, I go into work and before I get into what happened at work, um, this is a dead subject. We keep, you know, like beating a dead horse, I guess. Um, but COVID it's here, it's real, it's not going away anytime soon. And we're just learning how to maneuver, um, with it in our lives now. And the, the vaccines are all coming out and I'm just as excited as everybody else. Um, I want 
to not wear a mask anymore. I want to be able to go to gatherings again. I want to see people I haven't seen in over a year. Um, all kinds of stuff. I have hope just like everybody else out there. But at the same time, these COVID relief bills are not in our favor, right? And what do I mean by this? Well, not this brand new COVID relief bill, but the one before it. So it would be the one where we got the $600 check. When they released this bill, um, I don't know if you knew this, but it is 5,593 pages long. The first COVID bill, I did not look into it. I'm not sure how long that one is, but I believe it was shorter. There was less added to it. Um, But with this one, they added in a mailing ban on all vaping products. And let me tell you right now, being in the vaping industry, being a store manager of a vape shop, um, we were all on board, right, with the mailing ban. Because when the mailing ban was first spoken of, it was not a mailing ban to businesses. It was a mailing ban to households. And that all makes sense to me because you can't buy cigarettes and have them delivered to your house. You have to go to a store. Um, For the most part, most alcohol is the same way. I know you can get like wine uh, subscriptions. I know you can order different things online uh, for alcohol, but like you can't have a store ship you something. Um, I'm pretty sure there's no way out there to like order a bottle of wine uh, or a a bottle of alcohol, like say uh, vodka or something and have that sent to your house. Um, These are all part of the PACT Act, right? And with the PACT Act, um, everything that is tobacco related, um, I think alcohol's in there, but I could be wrong on that. So please do research. Don't take my word, um, on anything that I speak of, uh, on this podcast. I do as much research as I can. I've only been looking into this for about three or four days now. So there's a lot of information out there still that I don't know that uh, we're slowly going to learn because um, I'm going to have to read more into this. It's really, really going to affect and possibly cripple, if not crush, the vaping industry. And we all thought that they were going to eliminate it to households so that you couldn't just go online and order coils and a mod and some juice and have a ship to your house anymore. Which is fine. We can all agree that we shouldn't be doing that. They up the age to 21. And it's very easy to falsify information online, right? We don't want that to happen. So um, we were all on board with this. But now the vaping ban is coming into effect. And it's going to start as of April 5th. Now, one company, DHL, has already stopped their shipping of any vape products into the U.S. um, about two to three weeks before this bill um, was even going to go into effect. So as of today, DHL no longer ships vaping products. Um, But now everybody else is joining aboard. Uh, UPS and USPS will stop all shipments as of the 27th of March. And then FedEx will follow behind and eliminate vaping shipping products as of April 5th, um, 2021. So coming up, it's real quick. You know, that's exactly when the bill starts. So FedEx is stopping the shipping right on that deadline. Um, And this is what we were talking about on Thursday when I went in. You know, just another thing to... Just really um, knock me down, I guess. I don't. I don't even think that's the right word. I'm not. It's not knocking me down, but it's making me frustrated. It's making me angry um, because it takes five years to 
build your business and solidify it, right? And in two months, um, what's today? Today is the 8th, so in two months and like three days, New Hampshire Vape Gallery finally hits five years. And it's supposed to be one of the most exciting times that you can have um, when you're trying to solidify your business in this world. Um, the fifth year is one of the most important. Um, it makes or breaks you. And with this shipping ban, it could break us. Um, we've been, I've been going over a bunch of stuff. So what the PACT Act is and... I, I I got this stuff pulled up here. Um, this is like my current events. My it, This whole thing is a current event. Um, but if you don't know what the PACT Act is, it is the P-A-C-T Act of 2009. Um, it's to prevent all cigarette trafficking act. All right. So what happens now is, is anybody shipping cigarettes... Um, has to register with the ATF. Um, and when you're registering with the ATF, they now have to go through your shipments, they have to inspect your shipments, and they have to make sure that what you're shipping is what you're shipping. Um, so it's, it, it, it's an intense thing that they have to go through. Um, so there's like no companies that ship cigarettes. Now, I did a little bit of research before the podcast, and what I could come up with was most distributors like Walmart and Shaw's and stuff like that, they have distribution centers. So they will have all of the cigarettes sent to the distribution center and then they will uh, ship it to their stores. Um, but the only company that I could find besides the actual like supermarkets and uh, superstores was UPS was shipping cigarettes. Um, USPS might have been on there, but I saw UPS. So if you've only got one company that ships tobacco products in the first place, then why is it so difficult for them to add vaping to the list? That is a question I have yet to answer. Um, trying to find it, but I mean... Google suppresses information. I've been typing it into DuckDuckGo, and I haven't had as much luck either. So still looking into that. I need to have that question answered. But here we are, the PACT Act of 2020. It was it was actually written up in two, December 21st of 2020. It goes into effect April 5th of 2021. And this is... This is a possibility of crippling and or crushing the, the vape industry. And this is something dear to me because I run a vape shop, you know. It's so frustrating when um, you have to jump through all of their hoops, right? So we had to shut down our store. I was out of work for two months um, back in March, March 14th of 2020. We closed our doors. We didn't open them back up until about June 14th. And <clears throat> during that time, we had to acquire our tobacco license. And the reason that we did that is it made us an essential business and allowed us to keep our doors open in case they shut us down again. And this way we could continue working and wouldn't have to stay at home. But now with this new... Uh, mailing ban, it's even worse than them closing our doors because at least when they closed our doors, it was temporary, right? I mean, we all thought it was temporary. There's still businesses today that will never open again because they've been closed way too long or they had too many hoops to jump through and couldn't afford to do it. Um, so we thought we avoided this. And for the most part, we did. Um... But this is this is something that is just above and beyond anything that we thought was possible. So um, I got some articles here. Um, uh, let's see the actual COVID bill. Now 
This is crazy. Just the table of contents for this bill is four pages long. The actual coronavirus response and relief uh, supplemental appropriations act of 2021 is not until the bottom of page three there's division m division n division o and they all have three subcategories um from what i could see um the bill itself it it seems to me like it's only about 200 pages long so you got 5,593 pages and about 200 of them are on the coronavirus relief part of it, you know, and it's so frustrating because they gave us $1,400 the first one, they gave us $600 the second one, and now the third one has been approved three or four days ago. It's only for another fourteen hundred. So if you add all that up, that's thirty-four hundred dollars we've um, been given to get us out of our financial struggles that have been caused by COVID. Now, if you look at any other country that has been doing this uh, relief, they've done so much more. They've done so much more. The, the, the people have been getting, you know, enough money to to at least uh, pay their bills and do their stuff. And our government hasn't done really anything for us. You know, they keep telling us to stay home. They keep telling us to wear masks. Now they're telling us to wear double masks. And now they're just finding new ways to cripple our economy and i it just doesn't make any sense to me why are they still trying to cripple the economy when the economy is so crippled in the first place right california said that 75 percent of their restaurants will never open again so i'm sure if uh, we look into state to state we will find even more you know what i mean like everybody is going to suffer from just the coronavirus so instead of crushing more businesses and putting more people out of work, why aren't we working on just fixing the economy in the first place? Why are we wasting our time trying to destroy the the vaping industry? It makes no sense to me. So as we're talking about this on Thursday and going over everything, um, I'm going to... uh, I had I I had to pick up an extra day of work um, so that uh, the owner can go and talk to the lawyers and try to figure out what we can do because as of right now, all um, all the companies that I am dealing with um, uh, have got all kinds of uh, uh, stuff that we need to fill out. So right now. There's the businesses and then there's the people we buy our stuff from, right? The distribution centers. And unfortunately, all of them right now, because of this ban, are telling us that we should buy three to six months worth of product. Now, trying to buy three to six months worth of product is going to be extremely difficult. If you're in this industry, you will understand Um But when you order from 17 different juice companies and you do X amount of dollars biweekly with all the companies, um, you start thinking about three to six months of inventory and it's overwhelming because even even if we were to buy six months worth of inventory, right, and then this mailing ban goes into effect, As soon as the mailing ban goes into effect, the stores that are still here that bought six months worth of stuff, that may not last you six months. And in order for them to overturn the mailing, they're having all the businesses send in their business licenses, their tobacco licenses, so that they can show the courts that, hey, we got all these businesses that we mail to. We won't mail to any more households, but we need to be able to 
get these products to these businesses to keep them open and keep them afloat, which I'm hoping is a good enough argument to overthrow the mailing ban to businesses. Um, but you know, it's only a drop in the bucket bucket at the moment. Um, we've got 120 days after this goes into effect to hopefully turn it around. So if you got six months worth of product and you sell out of it within 60 days, what are you supposed to do for the next 60 days? So now we're trying to figure out what we're going to do, how we're going to possibly turn the store around. Once you've solidified yourself as a vape shop, I don't know how easy it is to change what you sell. So it makes it very difficult to uh, fix things. It makes it very difficult to change your store. I mean, like I said, the five year, the fifth year is the most important year. You're either going to make it or you're not. And when you make it as a vape shop, yeah, it's exciting. But if vaping comes to an end and we can't get anything anymore, now you got to scramble. You got to figure out what to turn your shop into. Everybody's going to be walking in hoping for vaping stuff. And, and they're going to be upset that there's no more vaping stuff and they're probably not going to buy what you have on the shelves if it's not what they want. So now your vape shop's no longer a vape shop. So it, it just makes it so difficult to... And these are just things that we're thinking of. Uh, we're not sure if that's what's going to happen, but we have to prepare for the worst. And so does everybody else out there as well. You all have to prepare for the absolute worst. And um, I've gotten these emails, right? So I get these emails and this email here that I'm going to read you is from one of my staples. This is a juice company that I have been carrying since the store opened, um, it's 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 exclusive to us. Now, other people do carry the juice, but they don't get to order directly from the company. They don't get the breaks that we get, and they don't get the advertisement that we get um, from this company. But they're based out of the EU, so the America uh, the America accounts are not. Um, the biggest slice of pie to them, all right? So they, they, they distribute all kinds of places uh, in other countries, and they're based out of EU, and we're a small drop in the bucket. So they're like, okay, here's what we're doing. We are cutting ties with you. We are no longer going to ship um, our products to you, and the because the ban takes effect, you, uh, USPS, FedEx, and UPS. FedEx has already announced that they are no longer accepting vape products as of March 1st. So FedEx is done. And this is kind of funny in a sense because when I was checking out with them um, at the beginning of the month, I noticed that there was absolutely no FedEx shipping available. And I was like, oh, that's weird. They always have FedEx. And I didn't think twice about it. And now it all makes more sense to me. I'm like, oh, they got rid of FedEx because FedEx already stopped shipping vape products. And then US, UPS announced that their last day is going to be April 5th. So I guess I was wrong about the information I told you earlier. It's UPS that's stopping April 5th. Um, and FedEx has already stopped shipping. So before the friggin' act is going into play, these companies are already shutting down all shipping. So now we're supposed to order three, six, 12 months worth of stock, and we have to get this all done um, by the 20th because this company, Element, will know, will, we will know, oh my God, I'm so sorry. We will not ship to you once the ban takes effect. We expect the last shipments from Element to go out by March 27th. Um, we will stop taking orders seven days prior. So if these guys are not allowing us to even order after the 20th, 
where is everybody else? You know, I haven't called a lot of my companies. I don't go back to work until tomorrow. So I will find out more information tomorrow. But the information from this podcast is not um, about what companies I will or will not have anymore. It's about the simple fact that this PACT Act is coming into action. It is going, I, I feel like it's going to completely cripple us, if not destroy um, our industry and this we can't allow this to happen um, but th- th- they're all PMTA and I'll get to that in a second but so you can feel comfortable knowing that they're all legal juices that you can buy um, again they're asking us to stock up for six months anybody who has been with the company for a long time um, if you want to buy three to four months worth of stock They'll put you on payment plan. So, I mean, everybody is trying to accommodate, but, I mean, this is crazy uh, that it's possible that one of my staples is going to be removed from my store eventually because even if I buy six months worth of stock, like I said, once this goes into effect, I, I, I might not be able to hang on to that stock for six months. That is what Element is doing. They are completely backing out and they're no longer going to ship. And DHL has already done the exact same thing. Um, they stopped shipping all vaping products as of March 1st as well. I found that out. And that means cartridge batteries, empty cartridges... Anything with the word vape on it, that's uh, the Puffco, Puffco. So THC products are also in this vape ban. Um, So if you go to one of your favorite smoke shops and you buy atomizers for your Puffco or you wanted to get a Volcano uh, vaporizer, all of that stuff is no longer going to be available. They will still be able to uh, carry pipes and all the papers and stuff like that but but that's because those are tobacco products and they've already gone through the fight to get those things in the mail and be able to do what they're doing with them so those aren't on the list you'll be able to get your rigs and you'll be able to get your bangers you'll be able to get all of that stuff because it's all labeled a tobacco product um but the the other items they're not they're vaping products so Enjoy your cartridges while you can because who knows where this is going to go. Now, when I was first doing this podcast yesterday, I had a lot more emotion behind it. I had a lot more um, enthusiasm and now I feel like I'm just kind of running through it again to try and bring back something that I had yesterday and I can't. I also can't subtract the fact that I... Had a long conversation with a good friend last night, and you know he had a little bit more hope because he brought up the water pipe fight. He brought up the tobacco fight and not being able to ship those things through the mail, and now you can. So, yeah, that's all there now, and it gives me a little bit of hope that we can put up a fight and we can get this turned around, but... R- as of yesterday, I was under the impression that there was no coming back from this. Um, so I have to make that clear now because I have a different perspective on everything that I'm saying today. Um, the other email that I received um, was from uh, Vapor Studio. Now, if you uh, do ordering and you order from Vapor Studio, they're done. They're closing their doors because of this. So there is a giant distribution center completely closing their doors because they can't handle this no shipping thing. I mean, this is just crazy. It's not like Vapor Studio has only been around for a year or two. This is a a great existing company that we used in the beginning when we first opened. And it's not one of our main distributors anymore, but... It was a place that we could go if we couldn't find specific products from the main distributors that we use for New Hampshire Vape Gallery. And this is just so sad 
to see happening? Why is it that this distribution company has to shut down and no longer have their employees? Uh, they no longer have a business and they're going to liquefy everything and get rid of it. And now all those people that worked in this distribution center are going to be sent home. They no longer have a job. And now we've got more people on unemployment. So if unemployment is, is where you want us, then I guess you guys are getting your wish, right? Because to do this and to eliminate all of our jobs by canceling out the shipping, that's what you're doing. You're, you're, you're now going to be adding even more people to the unemployment list. And it just fires me up and it makes me angry because I was already on unemployment and I did everything in my power to get off unemployment because we're always told that you don't want to stay on unemployment. You want to use it if necessary and then get a job and get off of it. But guess what? If I lose my job, how quickly am I going to be able to find a job? Yeah, I got management skills. I got all kinds of stuff in the retail industry under my belt. But that does, that's not the point. Why do I have to go and look for another job? Why do I have to give up my entire livelihood because these people say that they want to keep kids safe? Well, they're not keeping kids safe anymore. They're just destroying the economy. They're putting more people on unemployment. And now, here's a good question. If you, if the government shuts us down and I go back on unemployment, I'm not getting extra COVID relief because now I didn't lose my job because of COVID. I lost my job because the federal government said you can't ship your product anymore. So I don't I don't get any more relief um, from from this. So now I would go on an unemployment and lose more than half of my pay and then have to try and figure out how to get another job that at least pays what I'm making. I mean to do this today, to even find a job today is difficult. I know there's jobs out there. I know it can be done. I'm not saying it can't. But when everybody has been losing their jobs and they're trying to find work and they're trying to at least get back into something, it's very frustrating you get very angry. You get, I get upset um, because now I have to start all over again when I've already put five years of my life into building a vape shop. And just like everybody else out there who put years and years into a company or a restaurant and it no longer exists, they're going through the same thing. And with less and less restaurants being capable to reopen, how many of those people that worked in the restaurant industry are going to be able to go back to the restaurant industry? You know, they're always telling us we should be pulling ourselves up by our bootstraps and making our own way. Well, we did that. And now you're telling us what we did was wrong and you don't want it happening anymore. So how are we supposed to recover from that? And it just makes everything so difficult and so frustrating because we, at least I feel like our shop did everything it was told it was supposed to do in order to continue doing what, we're, what we were doing and continue our business. And now they're telling us that we can't even do that. So, so what is our government trying to do to us today? What is it doing? It's telling us to stay home. It's telling us not to socialize with anybody. You're going to kill your grandmother. Um, it's, it, it, you can't go to school. All these kids between the age 8 and 13, uh, they're all mentally fucked up now with no social interaction at least we got that when we were kids. So at least I got I got that 
that I can kind of hold on to while this is all going on, you know, um, but they don't. Um, they're, they're trying to get everybody vaccinated so that they can go back to school. But now they're saying that they're going to vaccinate people that are under the age of 16, which I don't believe was part of the trials of this drug. So we don't know what it's going to do to them. And if they're, if they're on like the next to nothing list of dying from this, why are we vaccinating them? Why are we not just vaccinating the teachers and taking care of what is necessary to get everybody back to a normal state. We're not doing that. We're making everything more and more complicated, more and more difficult. Well, we just have to take action. Well, just taking action gets people killed. Just doing something without thinking gets you in trouble sometimes, or it puts you down the wrong path. We've all been taught that you should think before you act. Well, our government's not thinking before it's acting. It's just doing. New Hampshire Vape Gallery is located at 180 Lafayette Road, Seabrook, New Hampshire, down the street from Home Depot and next to Smoke Rings. You can always come in our store provided you wear a mask. We're open seven days a week from 1030 to 8 p.m. And feel free to give us a call, 603-814-4171. We've got Honey Root CBD. That's right, uh, loose leaf uh, CBD, cartridges, disposables, tinctures, and vapable CBD in stock, along with your multi-mats. That's right, multi-mats. These things are awesome. I have one on my table here. Um, we have um, travel size silicone mats. We've got 9 by 13 silicone mats. We've got a giant table size. We've got printed. we got just borders. We've got mouse pads or rig pads. Those things are great if you don't want to put your rig down on a table and risk cracking it. You put a pad under it and it solves everything. All of these products and Slow Down Clothing is also available in store at New Hampshire Vape Gallery. And you can only find us in Seabrook. That's right, Seabrook, New Hampshire, 180 Lafayette Road, down the street from Home Depot and next to Smoke Rings, where we're open seven days a week from 10.30 to 8 p.m. And feel free to give us a call, 603-814-4171. And I look forward to seeing you there naturalbossnh.com that's n-a-t-u-r-a-l-b-o-s-s-n-h.com i absolutely love this website they have got the best hand sanitizer i have ever used ever um they've also got four other amazing products they got a salve that's great for dry skin they've got beard oil to keep your beard from getting snarled um they got a foot and body soak uh, like Epsom salt, it's amazing, great to help you relax, and of course their lip balm for you know those cold days where your lips get chapped. This is going to help keep them moist. So you can get any one of these five amazing products, or just go to naturalbossnh.com. That's n-a-t-u-r-a-l-b-o-s-s-n-h.com, and get all five today. Slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. That's slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. Super excited about this website. I love all their products, including their brand new embroidered sweatpants and midsize and heavyweight sweatshirts. Midweight and heavyweight sweatshirts. They're awesome. But not only do they have that, they have women's leggings with full prints from ankle to hip. They've got winter hats. Um, these neck gaiters are amazing. Look at all four of them to choose from. These prints are awesome. Uh, their trucker hats are real nice. They got full slow down crazy skull and slow down cobra skull jerseys. Um, just amazing looking. They got their logo shirts. Um, and just everything that you're looking for, for originality and custom printing, uh, that's high quality and lasts through every wash. 
Um, and you can only get them here at slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. That's slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. Not sure how to spell it. It's right here at the bottom of the screen. And now, back to the show. All the juice companies had to file their PMTAs. The PMTA was a document that was filed with the FDA. And what that does is is it allows the FDA to go through everything that's in the vape juice because the companies have to give it to them. And then the paperwork had to be approved by the FDA. And then it made the juice legal to sell. Um, this all started uh, back in 2016. And nothing new was supposed to be made after 2016. So now with the PMTAs, they have to say when they invented the juice, they have to say what's in the juice, and then the federal government has to approve of it. So at this time, there was a lot of juice companies that went under. There was a lot of juice companies that sold to bigger juice companies. And then the bigger juice companies filed their PMTAs. This cost juice companies millions and millions and millions of dollars. And now with the mailing ban going into effect, basically the federal government is just laughing in their faces because they're like, all right, we need millions of dollars for you to put your juice on shelves. And now, we're not going to allow you to ship it. So, thanks for filing. Thanks for paying. And, uh, oh yeah, by the way, go fuck yourself. What are we supposed to do with that? So now, these companies don't have any money to fight the federal government on the mailing ban. Now, are there companies out there that could fight the mailing ban? Of course. But the companies that file their PMTAs... They're not going to be in this fight as much as we would like them to be. Um, right now, like I said, all I can find is that companies are just going to compile licenses and hopefully be able to use that in court to show and prove that they are selling to legit tobacco license holding businesses. Um, but this is what's going on this is this is what's happening to the vape industry you know they said that they wanted to keep it away from kids and i get that that makes sense i said three and a half years ago that all vaping products should be 21 i said that all um vaping products should be taxed take it out of gas stations, take it out of convenience stores, take it out of all those places and put it directly into the vape shops. If you don't want kids to be exposed to these things, then they shouldn't be in stores where anybody can just come in. That's how I feel about it. You know, I understand that gas stations keep everything like that behind the counter but it's right there. It's in their faces. They see it. They see their parents buy it. Blah, blah, blah. Well, let's take that option out, right? I also said we needed to stop with the mailing. We need to stop having it. We need to stop these websites from having it capable of being able to purchase these products online and have them shipped to your house. And I feel... Like that would have been the right direction to move into so that we could show everyone that you can't buy a vaping product unless you're 21. And now it's up to all the vape shops. So if you start to see people um, are, are under the age of 21 getting their hands on this stuff, well, now you can be like, all right, well, it's it's got to be one of four vape shops in the area. So now you... Hold these vape shops accountable. That's what you. That's what needs to happen. You need to hold the vape shops accountable for selling to underage. Now I have been going through a tough time with all of the uh, carding and license checking and everything else because of the simple fact 
that we're all wearing masks now. So, yeah, sure. Anybody that looks under the age of 40, you're supposed to card. Well, now the people that I could tell were under 40, I can't really tell. And the people that were over 40, I can't really tell. I can't tell anymore. So I got to card everyone, right? Well, guess what? Now, not only do I have to card them, but now it's like a friggin' guessing game of whether or not the IDs are real. And this has nothing to do with the mailing act, but this has everything to do with the way that uh, we are trying to accommodate everything that the government is throwing at us. But I had to go out and buy UV lights to check licenses. And then when you go online, and this makes sense to me, I get it, but you can't even tell, you can't find what you're looking for in a real license. You know, they'll tell you the edges need to be round. They'll tell you that it should bend a specific way. They'll tell you all kinds of little things. And I'm not going to get into the specifics here either because I don't want anybody making fake licenses because then you just keep making my job harder. But I feel like I've become a forensic scientist when I check IDs. It's crazy. Like I take someone's ID, I'm doing bending, I'm holding it up to the light, I'm taking a UV light to it, and I'm doing all these things to try and follow the protocol of not having any under 21 sales. Now, I did do some digging and they were like, well, you can buy our machine. And I'm like, okay, so how much is the machine? And they're like, well, it is $800 to $2,000 for the machine. Well, how does that help? I got to dish out more money and then you read into all the stuff that you have to do once that machine enters the shop and now you have to literally card everybody that walks into that store. So if I have a gentleman in his 60s that I can easily tell is of age, I have to now card him and scan his ID. And if he doesn't have it, I have to deny him the sale or her. I just, it, it doesn't make any sense. Like we keep trying to obey by the federal government and by the laws that keep getting put in place. And they keep making it harder and harder and harder to obey by these rules. You know, I feel like they sh if they're going to impose all this and then have all this ID bullshit that we have to go through, then they should at least accommodate us by giving us a break on the machine or, I don't know, allowing us to put the machine in our store at no cost. Um, we just, we need help. But I guess all that doesn't really matter when you can't ship anything anymore. And that's the biggest problem at hand now. So it's like, oh, okay, what are you, what are you worried about carding people for? Now you can, you're not going to have a product to card anybody anyways. So all of this stuff is very frustrating. I'm sure all the juice companies out there are super pissed off because now they all feel like they've been robbed and they have no way to fight back. And this is what our federal government does to all of us. You know, the feds are like untouchable. And it's crazy to me that we can't fight against it. Um, and, and, and it really bothers me that I could be, I could agree with them on certain things. And then they just turn around when we start obeying by them. And they completely cut our legs out from underneath us. Um, and it's just, it's so frustrating. And... That's the message I'm trying to get out today. I'm trying to do the best I can to talk about this PACT Act and, and let you know out there that this is not the direction we need to be going in. This is not going to help. This is going to make things worse. This is going to make black market items worse. It's going to make all kinds of negative. Um, it's going to have a negative ripple instead of a positive ripple. And I... I mean, my arms are tied, you know, my hands are tied, my arms are up in the air, I'm surrendering, I don't get it. What else are we supposed to do? 
to try and run a business. Uh, I've said it before. I, I truthfully believe that smoking is better than smoke. Uh, that vaping is better than smoking cigarettes. But if you don't smoke cigarettes and you don't vape, I highly recommend you don't start. Nicotine is an extremely addictive drug. It has negative consequences if you don't use it properly. And, I mean, this brings me to another point that I completely forgot about for a moment. And that's that they're trying to... See, a lot of companies out there... Hold on, I'm sorry. A lot of companies out there try to avoid putting in their PMTAs. And the reason that they did this was because they used synthetic nicotine. Now, synthetic nicotine is not derived from any tobacco plant. So, they were like, it's not a tobacco product. Well, joke's on them because they are also trying to make synthetic nicotine a class A drug. Yeah. They're going to try and put it right there with heroin. I mean, this is absolutely insane. And I get it. It's a dangerous drug, but it's not a class A drug. I mean, we all knew that when people were making their own juice and stuff. I mean, you would get a bottle of nicotine in and it had cautions all over it. Wear gloves, wear goggles, wear protective splash equipment. You do not want to get that on your skin. And that's because nicotine could possibly give you a heart attack and if you've got a condensed amount of it and you get a couple drops on you that it was enough to say uh fill i don't know like 20 or 30 bottles of juice but those couple drops we're going to bring those to threes you know what i mean so those couple drops could kill you so we all knew it was extremely dangerous, especially dealing with it concentrated and coming straight out of a bottle before mixing, where once it's mixed, it's not as deadly, right? You don't want to drink a whole bottle of juice. That is stupid. Um, but if you were to, you wouldn't have nicotine poisoning to the extent of death, like you would if you were just handling the nicotine. But it doesn't make it a class A drug. So now you're going to make synthetic nicotine a class A drug. And that means that nobody can use synthetic nicotine for their e-juice. Well, that's, that's just crazy. And I know I'm all over the place, and I hope I explain myself much better in the beginning of the podcast to kind of tell you why I'm kind of off this week. But we just need to get, I'm trying to get this message out. I'm trying to make it so that there's more people fighting to keep the vaping industry alive. The more people that fill out the forms and send them in to the federal government or write to uh, whoever you need to just... Uh, look up the PACT Act and see if there's any way for you to um, have your voice heard as well on this subject. I think it's going to help all of us in the long run, the more people that jump on board. Um, like I said, I've been filling out my stuff. I've been filling out forms. We've been um, writing to, uh, I believe we wrote to, shit. I don't, know. I don't remember who we wrote to, but we wrote a letter to somebody. I can't remember if it went federal government or if it was just to the house or something. But we're doing everything we can to fight the fight. And we need all of you out there to help us. Um, it's not just me and my shop. It's every shop across the United States is going to be closing their doors because there's going to be no way for us to get stock to supply you and it's just a very very sad day um april 5th will be a very sad day for the vaping industry and obviously we will see where it takes us from there um but my hopes i mean i got a little bit of hope you know because my friend was right about the 
the water pipes and stuff like that. But at the same time, we're we're looking at the the highly negative side of this, where we're gonna have to either completely change our shops um, uh, uh, products. We have to completely change it out and make it something we didn't want, um, or we're gonna have to close our doors too. Now, I don't want that to happen. I'm gonna do my best to make sure it doesn't happen. But is it a thought? Yeah, it's a. It's one of the biggest thoughts I have now. You know, I thought I was having a bad week before, and then that hit me. And I mean, it's just dragging into this week. It's going to drag into next week. And until I get all my orders in and figure out what um, I'm going to have on my shelves and then we get past the date and we'll see where that takes us. But I think it's going to be chaos. I think it's going to be absolute chaos. There is going to be people I, I coming up from everywhere um, buying everything, you know, and I don't think there's any way possible for us to buy enough stock to withstand the 120 days that it's going to take for them to fight back and hopefully lift this mailing ban on businesses. So even if we are prepared and we stay open as a vape shop, once we run out of stock and we can't buy anything else, what's next? So... You know, and I had mentioned, you know, a lot of emotions this week, you know, all this stuff coming together really, really pushes uh, my buttons. It really uh, tests me because when I start having all these negative things happening all at the same time, I, I, I can't help it. But my brain goes, want to start drinking again? And I'm like, no, no, I don't. So I got, I got a whole bunch of kabuchas in the fridge. I'm going to drink those, not all at once, but I'm definitely going to have one and try to calm down and keep away from the bottle. Just keep doing what I'm doing. We're going to get through this. I just don't know what the outcome is going to be right now. And I'm scared. There, I fucking said it. I'm worried and I'm scared and I'm super bummed out about my fucking knee. I'm super bummed out about uh, the re- my relative dying. Um, you know, we weren't very close, um, but we were when I was young. You know, it, uh, like every family, you have those grandparents that tie the family together. And when my grandfather passed um, when I was 11 or 12... Um, it, it hit hard, it hit real hard and it divided the family and people moved to different areas. Um, and then we didn't stay close. So this was somebody I haven't had contact with in, you know, decades. And, uh, it still makes me sad. It still makes me sad that they are no longer here. Um, I didn't get the opportunity um, to 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 go and see them. Um, you know, I've only been sober for four four years and a couple months, and everything's changed for me. And now I wanted to see these people that I haven't seen in decades and see how they're all doing. And it's a lost opportunity. And it's sad. And I feel for my cousins. I feel for my uncle. I feel for everybody um, that is taking this loss a lot harder um, than I am. But I'm still upset about the loss. And I'm still uh, bummed out that I won't be able to. I don't know if I needed to fix anything. I probably did. You know, like I said, I was a major fuck up when I was young Um, and it started a long time ago, but it took a long time to get where I am today. And it sucks when you want to be able to say you're sorry. And now that opportunity is completely gone, but it's 
opened up my eyes to realizing that I need to act faster. Um, I can't keep putting this on hold. I mean, what do you, what do you even do these days? You know, they, they live in a completely different area. Um, it's not like it's a quick, you know, travel time to do this. And then according to the state, it's like, you can't have a gathering more than X amount of people. So it's, it's such a hard time to have all of this happening. And I know I'm sitting here kind of crying and boo-hooing about something that a lot of you out there have already gone through or are also dealing with. And I get that. And I know that I'm only talking about this because it's affecting me now. But I think it also opened up my eyes to how many other people out there are also dealing with this and i'm kind of curious like how 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 is everybody getting through this how are you getting through this like when you when you lose a law a loved one during these times what happened like was that it is this it i never get to say anything um they get buried without um, I, I, I've always thought that like, uh, open casket and stuff like that. And I don't, what's the name of that thing? Um, but when you would go and, you know, just see them for the last time, or at least be around loved ones, um, tends to make it a little bit easier to deal with the lost, at least in that moment. But what do you do today? Right. And that's, that's a hard pill to swallow too. So, um, my, my heart goes out to everybody out there who's lost a loved one during these COVID times. My heart goes out to anyone who has been at home for a year or a month or six months and lost their job permanently and have nothing to go back to or lost their business or lost their house. My, my heart goes out to all these people. Um, and it just, it, it does, it makes me sad that, you know, this is the way everything is right now. It just, it really, really tugs at my, it tugs, it tugs at me and it's, it's, it's hard to deal with. It's hard to move on and it's hard for me to see any hope at the end of this because if I don't have a business anymore and I'm on unemployment, how do I how do I pay taxes? How do I how how do I pay for my house? How do I do any of this? And if anybody has any advice out there, I'll be I'm more than happy to listen. Because I could use some good advice right now because I don't have any. But um. And I just don't think this is for the kids anymore. I just don't. I think they're just lying to us. They've been lying to us and they're going to keep lying to us. And I think we need to stop relying on our government to fix our problems because I feel like they're the ones making this 10,000 times more difficult than it has to be. And they're not the ones that are worried about the mortgage being paid. They're not the ones worried about anything they're just doing because they say we need to do something well guess what just doing something gets people killed it allows people to lose their jobs i mean how many people out there have lost their job and now are just completely um depressed and have unfortunately killed themselves these days how many how, how how many people have has that happened to? I'll tell you this much right now, even one's too many because when you lose your business because of your own faults, that's an easier pill to swallow than losing your business um, because of the government or for no reason at all. Um, and I feel like the government is just 
not helping and I don't know what's happening and I don't know what would help. So I'm hoping this message gets out. I'm hoping that we can get more people to jump on the bandwagon and send out more uh, notices and fill out those forms if you can find them. Give your two cents and let's put an end to this mailing ban um, at least to the vape shop specifically. And let's get the shops full. Let's keep them open. And let's just end all the shipping to the houses. That I can get behind. I'm not against that. I don't think anybody under the age of 21 should be doing much of anything anyways. Um, you're not fully formed in, in, in your frontal lobe until you're 25 anyway. So it's like, let's just call this what it is. And this is an attack on our economy, right? So that's the podcast this week. I know it was hard uh, probably to listen to. Um, not exactly what you want to hear, but so, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was difficult. It's hard. Um, a lot of things thrown at me this week. I'm plowing through them. I'm keeping my head up. Um, and that's the podcast this week. That is it. Um, I want to thank everybody again for watching, listening, subscribing, thumbs upping, and setting those alarms. Super important. If you're new to the podcast, remember to subscribe. Remember to hit those like buttons. Remember to set those alarms so you know as soon as the new podcast is uploaded. Share this thing. Pass it around. Leave your comments. It all helps push this thing to the top, and I appreciate it every week. Um, Also... The official email of the podcast is T-A-L-K-I-N with Topher. That's talkingwithtopher at gmail.com. Send your stories. Put whatever you're talking about in the subject line, and we'll get the conversation started. Um, And then you can also follow me on uh, all social media, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and Facebook. So, again, follow me on all social media. I'm on there almost every day of every week, um, and uh, it's, just, it's just a great way to get some new content um, all week long, and again, that is Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and Facebook. Um, I hope everybody has a great rest of their week. I hope you enjoy your weekend, and I'll talk to you later. Later.